best episode ever. LIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead Review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead Review, episode 88. Today's episode is Fear the Walking Dead, episode 304, number 100. The episode is named 100. I'm not exactly sure why it's titled 100, because there's only 25 episodes of The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. This is episode 25. Not exactly sure why it's called that. I wish I knew. I, I don't have an answer for you. Maybe I do later. I don't remember my notes. I I tend to drink when I watch The Walking Dead or Fear the Walking Dead just to be able to tolerate it. Uh, but I don't remember if they mentioned this episode. I don't remember anything 100-ish coming up, although it is possible. Uh, my, my memory is a... I'm really good with a short-term memory, and then the second I, I st- say it into the microphone, it, it just is gone. It, it vanishes. I have a friend who listens to some of my shows, and he brings up things, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, that's from your show. And I'm like, oh, was it? Oh, all right. And he's like, that was like a week ago. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know my video shows a lot because I, I sit there and I... Uh, edit them over and over and over. So I have to watch it a thousand times. I, I have those pretty good memorized. As far as the podcasts go, I just speak until I don't speak anymore. And then I put it online and then I don't ever think or listen to it again. So this is a one-time deal for me. So it is in the ether after that. So this is episode titled 100. It is season three, episode four of Fear the Walking Dead. I'm Phoenix West. This is a long way to go. I'm just rambling at this point. Anyway, it's the 25th episode of Fear the Walking Dead. That's an achievement alone. Just name the episode 25 then, you assholes. Whatever. Okay, so this one has a Breaking Bad-style introduction. Um, We see Daniel stumbling down the street. I'm like, oh, Daniel's alive! I mentioned in the last episode, I kind of teased it. Uh, I wanted to tease it because this is the episode where you find out he's alive. I mentioned it in the episode where you think he died last season that I was like, he didn't die. They didn't show him die. Therefore, he's not dead. You got to show, don't tell in, in TV shows and movies. You got to show, don't tell. So if you don't see him die, chances are they'll be back later. And if you're a soap opera and you show him die, you can just bring him back. Whatever the fuck. Doesn't matter. Angel. There's an angel in the show now. Brought him back. Angel left. Okay, moving on. Like, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't matter. So... It's almost like a Lord of the Rings type thing. Like a major convenience, uh, plot convenience happens here because the Sparrow shows up and can fly the character. You just write in whatever the hell you need it to, to be to make to get out of your 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 character out of the of the hole there. Anyway, it's very Breaking Bad. The opening of this episode, he's just stumbling on the road. He uh, he sees a bunch of zombies and he hides behind a truck. He. One of them turns around that looks like J-Lo as a fly girl from <laughs> In Living Color. She tries to run after him. He dives under a car. His leg's all fucked up. Uh, he dives into the car. Um, she, he goes down there. She starts pulling on his legs. A dog saves him. It gets the zombie to, to run after the dog. And then he's just like laying there under the car for a while. And I'm like... You still might be under attack. You could still crawl a little bit. He wasn't, like, stuck. He just stopped crawling. It was like, just keep going, dude. What are you doing? I think he's just really out of it. 
So then this like weird homeless Jesus slash Van Helsing. This is my notes. <laughs> homeless Jesus slash Van Helsing looking dude slash the junkie from Blood In Blood Out, the, one, the painter. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, I would recommend it. It's like three hours long, but it's like a, I never heard of it until I moved to Arizona and it's like a, it's like a Mexican tradition almost. It's like this super cultural movie for them and it's pretty good. It's really interesting. I would definitely watch it. It's, it's the, the Indian version of smoke signals where you just, if you don't know, if you're not, uh, around their cultures, you you wouldn't know, but when you, once you're in, you're like, everyone knows it here. It's so bizarre. And you just never hear about it outside of these these types of places like Arizona, and I'm I'm sure like the you know American Southwest. Anyway, this guy shows up. He he gets on his bike. He has a little side bike thing. He has a cart, and then they start going down the road on this bike while while screaming out "Agua, Agua" over a loudspeaker that's attached to his bike. Um, they get to this water fountain thing, and then at this point, I was like. Every scene that doesn't involve the main family of this show, the Clark family and their adventures, is awesome. Like, I really thoroughly enjoy every scene that doesn't feature this fucking family. Like, with the exception of Nick, currently. It's, 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 it's amazing. Like, this scene is straight out of Dead Rising, where you walk around and you beat zombies with the weirdest shit. He just has, like, makeshift weapons and they're just beating him on a bike. It's so fucking... It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's a, I want to say it's, like... Amazing, but it was like really fun to watch. I was like, "What is going on?" And then uh, he gets Daniel to his group. They um, they're all like, "Okay, quiet. Like we hide behind this truck right here." And then Daniel steps off the the bike and his leg on his bad leg, and he starts screaming. And they're like, "Quiet, quiet!" And I was like, "What do you mean, quiet, quiet? You're trying to be quiet while you were just screaming agua into the fucking loudspeaker all over town. You just..." Like you, they're they're gonna follow you when you do that. That's what you do that for. And now you're gonna tell this guy to be what the fuck? Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you screaming out Agua? It's it, it didn't make any sense because if you're trying, he's trying to find his group with the water, but he's the one with the water yelling. It doesn't make any sense. Like they're what? I, they they should be the ones screaming for him to follow. I, uh, whatever doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. I'm sorry. So anyway, they, they're like. They bring him back into the building, and they're like, all right, try not to scream. This leg doesn't look too good. He's like, okay, the leg doesn't look too good. That's all right. And he's like, okay, go ahead. And they're like, try not to scream. And I was like, why will you cut off his goddamn leg with a straight razor? Why do you gonna, what are you going to do with a straight razor? Because that's what he's holding, or she's holding, whoever the fuck is doing this. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just shaving off the dead flesh. It's not that bad. He starts screaming, obviously, because obviously he would. Why wouldn't you? There is... Uh, a couple of weird scenes here in a row with uh, uh, with Daniel and this this homeless Jesus guy, um, because they're hanging out together and they're all having like their homeless meals, like their weird food that they're making. And then there's like this weird erotic haircut where Daniel cuts the guy's hair, and it's like really like, oh, I cut your hair, buddy. Yeah. Oh, you look good. Yeah. And then I was like, I. They start showing his face more because before then you couldn't really hit the long hair. He had the hat. He had like a little fucking neckerchief, and he looked like he looked like a a little kid dressed up as Van Helsing. That's what he reminded me of. Like a he's the main picture on the IMDb right now for this episode, and he just looks like a little kid version. Like they went in the backyard and like I'm gonna be Van Helsing, and he's like this weird pirate looking thing. I don't know what the hell's going on. I know Van Helsing doesn't look like a pirate, but I'm like it's kind of like this weird mixture of everything. It's it's just bizarre. He's got this baseball bat. I don't know what the fuck's going on with his, his clothing. Anyway, 
He just looks like a a superhero homeless man, I guess is a good way to put it. But anyway, I looked him up, and I'm like, oh, it is the guy from Blood In, Blood Out. He's also in a season of Dexter, an episode of Dexter, I should say. This guy's awesome. Uh, I really, this is one of those guys I really hope gets a lot more work. His name is uh, Jesse Borrego, or however you pronounce his name. He plays Efren in this episode. Uh, I really enjoy that actor. He he adds a lot. He's very expressive with his face. I don't know. I, I enjoy actors like that that don't. He doesn't. Act, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. He just seems like a cool guy, and he brings he brings it every time. I guess we go to put it. Fuck it. Moving on. I'm, I feel like I'm sick of washing this guy's balls. He can wash his balls in the, in the library sink, like I mentioned in the last episode, because he's homeless. Um, not the actor, the character. Anyway, Daniel is telling um, Efren here, uh, the Jesus guy, that he's he's telling a story about how his daughter got left behind, and he's like, "I'm not sure if I burned my daughter alive or not." And he starts crying, and he's like, "Forgive me," and he's like, "I forgive you. It's okay." And I was like, "Is it because he looks like Jesus? Is that what we're doing?" And then the, uh, oh my God, I was so confused at this whole scene, the sequence here. And I kind of, I kind of want to say it was on me, but it was kind of 50-50 because he goes, the Jesus guy, it was like he was, a, his character from Blood Out, Blood Out, where he's a heroin addict. Um, he like, he's like, I'm got to go now or something like that. <laughs> he like falls asleep and his head bounces while speaking. And I'm like, oh, he, he died? Uh, okay, what the fuck? And then and I was like, well, I guess he's dead. Okay, that was, that was odd. I don't know what he died from. And then uh, uh, Daniel leaves, and I was like, oh, I guess he is dead. And then this is what I thought I saw, and obviously I'm wrong because of later events. I'm just going to say what I saw now didn't make sense to me. Or it did, but not until later where uh, obviously I was wrong. What I saw was uh, Daniel hanging out at the at the river, like the L.A. River type thing. It's obviously not in L.A., but I'm just saying it looked like that. And... Uh, he looks up and he sees, this is what I saw, was the zombie of Efren walking up to him. And Danny goes, you hungry, buddy? Something like that. <laughs> well, eat shit. And then he, he kills him. And I was like, oh, he's dead. And then this uh, other zombie with a big beard looks like B, B. Dolan, rapper B. Dolan, uh, attacks him. And Daniel's just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then he kills him. And then it's like this weird lighting going on. Uh, there's this weird vibe to it. I can't explain this whole scene. Um, he gets separated from B. Dolan, zombie, this big old zombie, and then he takes a couple steps back, and then he realizes something's going on, and there's a whole bunch of weird shit, and I can't, I really can't describe what I was seeing, because I was thoroughly confused still by the Efren thing, I'm like, oh, they just killed him, what the fuck, and then all this shit's going on, and all of a sudden this, this B. Dolan zombie gets struck by lightning in the head, and it kills him, and I was like, this thing's like very biblical feeling, like Daniel's the chosen one. He got rescued by Jesus. He he confessed his sins to this Jesus guy. The Jesus guy forgave him. And then Daniel decided to give up and was like, ah, fuck it. And then he still gets saved by God or who the gods or, or the, the zombie god. I don't know what the fuck god it was. God of lightning? Who fucking knows? It, what the fuck was going on in this scene? I, I cannot explain. It was so bizarre and then it was just over. And then... Oh, Daniel fell into the water, or the zombie fell into the water, it took him away, and then I guess Daniel falls in the water too, because later on two workers are digging through the tunnels, basically they're trying to preserve their, their water, their drinking water, it makes sense, and they don't want zombies in the water, because that's gross, they um, they find Daniel in the sewer, um, he pops up, and then they're like, ah, and they're like, they, you know, freaks him out, he's all caked in mud and shit, and then... um. 
I was like, oh, apparently this girl knows him. This girl that's cleaning out the sewers knows him. And I was like, okay, what the fuck? And I realized later it was the girl from the from the beginning that helped shave his leg. Uh, I was like, okay, I guess that's her. I don't know. There's too many characters sometimes where I'm like, oh, she won't be back later. Fuck it. Moving on. And then they do come back, and I'm like, who the hell is it? Like, I just don't associate it with the character that I saw previously. It takes me a minute, but I did figure it out. Um, Dante... Okay, later on, Dante walks in. Uh, basically, they, they they brought Danny back to their little commune. They're like, we're not we'll pretend like we don't know you. Um, you know, he was a big person in wherever the fuck he came from uh, in the war. And then they're going to pretend like they don't know him. He's just there for maintenance. Uh, Dante walks in. They all have to stand up. D- Daniel doesn't stand up because he's just like, I didn't know it was him. He's pretending like he didn't know it was him, I guess. Um, this guy who isn't Jesus... Like from before, it's another guy, a guard named JC, uh, walks over and he's like, stand up when he comes over here. And he starts threatening Daniel. Daniel stabs him in the hand with a fork. Um, Dante walks over and he's like, who the hell are you? And he tells him who he is. And he's like, that's really, you're really him? And he checks his lip and it says SN on it. What the fuck that means? I don't know. And then I guess Daniel was trained by the CIA. That's what, Dan- that's what Dante says. I don't know, whatever, cool, I'm fine with that. We all knew he was a little, he was a soldier there and he did some uh, regrettable shit. Um, Daniel, or Dante's like, what can I do for you? What do you, what can I do for you? And uh, Daniel goes, Dante said that, I'm sorry, I don't I keep, their names are too similar right now. Daniel goes, can I have a Jeep? Can I just borrow a Jeep for, can I borrow a Jeep for a little bit? And Daniel, Dante's like, yeah, I'll offer you a deal. We'll, we'll do this deal. If you do this thing for me, if you find out who's stealing my water, you can you can have that cheap. And I was like, is Dante the devil? He make he has this weird goatee. He's in it's like severe power. He could be the Antichrist. I don't know. He just seems like he's shady. Like he's offering deals out. It feels again going with that biblical shit. I mean, I realize the devil's not really in the Bible. Um, it's a fact. Look it up. Um, but you know what I mean. Like if if you don't know that shit, you're just you're just going for anything religious, then I feel that's what it felt like to me. Like he's supposed to be the devil. He's tempting Daniel, who's already tried to choose the path of righteousness and blah blah blah. Don't give a shit. I hate when stories involve shit like that. Anyway, he goes back to Tijuana, Daniel does, to search for the thief, the water thief, who we all know is uh, the Jesus looking dude, the Ephraim, who I thought was dead at this point, so I'm like, I don't know what he's looking for. It doesn't fucking matter. Like Basically, I guess once every day at five o'clock or something like that, the the fountain that where Jesus was would would get, produce water, and then they would they would fill up a bucket with it, and that's it. So how the fuck would Dante notice a bucket a day? I don't know. I I don't know how he would have any idea someone was stealing the water from him. It doesn't make any sense. Does he does he have a percentage meter on his end? Where it's like, oh, I only got like. 99% of my water. What the hell happened with the other 1%? Like, go figure it out. Someone's stealing my water. Guys, someone's stealing... Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make... They didn't explain it. They just said someone's stealing my water, so you have to go, oh, okay, he knows about it. Whatever. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe he had someone uh, say someone's stealing water. I don't know. It didn't make any fucking sense. None of it made any sense. Anyway. Um, because even if he wasn't stealing the water, the water was still coming to the fountain, so... Not necessarily someone stealing his water, but the water's getting... Ah, whatever. <sighs> so he's looking through Tijuana. Anyway, that's my point, Daniel. And I'm like, I can't tell if this is Tijuana, like, now. Or, like, when they filmed in Tijuana, did they have to make it look like the apocalypse happened? Or did it just show up and film Tijuana? Like, I really don't know. 
Um, and, and I have a section here for my personal thoughts on Mexico. Um, I'm, I'm a person, I'm not scared of people here. I'm scared of going to Mexico, though. Not because they're Mexicans, but, be, but because every single person I know that went to Mexico and they told me about it, they're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we got pulled over and we had to bribe the cops to get let go. And then they let us go. And the, you're on your way, 20 bucks. And I'm like, that right there, and honestly, this is it, makes me so fucking nervous because I, I don't want to say I have a mouth. I don't want to say I talk shit. I just have a problem with that sort of thing, like a real fucking problem with that. And I would feel like I would fuck it up and end up in a Mexican shithole prison somewhere, and or dead in a in a fucking shallow grave in the desert. I don't know. I feel like I would fuck it up, and I just it makes me just go, okay, just no Mexico for me, okay, just no Mexico. If I do go, I'm gonna be like in a in a jeep with six other dudes or or women or I don't know the fuck what would be safer. I have to do the math on that, and just like I'm not allowed to speak. If we get pulled over, just not allowed to look at them or speak, or I'm just going to sit there with money in my hand. And like, if they ask, like, ah, hand it to the driver and that's it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're looking for. It's, it's a kind of a weird, like same reason. I don't want to go to like over like some countries, like shady countries when, when your government isn't together enough, I don't want to go there. I guess is the way I want to say this. It, if you have the cartel just running fucking wild in your country, you clearly don't give a shit. And it makes me not want to go to your country because I find it fucking terrifying that that can just happen. They'll cut off your fucking head and leave you. Oh my, it's just terrifying to me. I don't, I don't know. I'm not interested at all. Um, and for when I, I do see friends that go to Mexico and I have friends that are Mexicans and I see the pictures of their, their places that look beautiful. Everyone seems happier there. Honestly, they, they, they do. It's just, I couldn't do it. Number one, I don't speak Spanish, so I wouldn't tell the fuck they were saying to me if they did pull me over and start harassing me. I would have no fucking idea what they're saying. Anyway, that's my that's those are my thoughts on Mexico. Uh, it's a it's a it's a glorious shithole, as American Dad calls it, uh, God's blind spot. So Daniel turns in the guy from Blood In Blood Out. Um, this is like the scene where it's about to turn min or about to turn five p.m. or something, whatever time it was. I think it was five, and then five is when the water comes out. So he decides to save the fountain. He in, instead averts their attention to the Blood In Blood Out Blood In Blood Out guy, Efren. And this saves the fountain and the girl. This is what he just he tells the girl you know, back at the back at the base, back at Dante's base. He's like, I, I gave up him so we could save the fountain, which is more important than Efren, because this the water saving a lot of lives. And I just said it to save your life too. And then uh so Victor talks to Daniel. He's in the prison cell still, and he's like He's like, I, I can, I can, I can lead you to Ophelia. She's waiting for him. She's waiting for you. She's waiting for you. Come on, let's go. And Daniel's like, I thought you said she already left. And he's like, but then she, she's at the hotel. And you realize, Victor really will just lie. He could have said this truth and been just as, it would have been better off telling the truth. Actually, it wouldn't have come across as he doesn't know where she is. He could be like, I'll help you find her. I knew where she was last. That could have been it. And he would have trusted him. But instead he had to make up this weird fucking lie about knowing where she is when she already left way a long time ago. And he gets, and he obviously finds out because, you know, his lies overlapped. And uh, Daniel's like, I'm going to leave here without you. So go fuck yourself. Have fun riding here in this prison cell. Um, Daniel arrives in this room. Um, he's supposed to beat, you know, get the truth out of Efren. 
Um, he starts beating the shit out of him. Efren's tied to a chair. And then uh, Daniel's like, just please forgive me for what I have to do. And Daniel's like, or Efren's like, I already did. Or again. Something like that. And I was like, ooh, insult. Jesus insult. Ooh, a little Catholic insult there. Forgive you again, my son? I think not. Um, anyway, the so he starts beating him, and he's like, this guy's not going to give us anything. And then uh, the girl, who's in the same room, that was Efren's friend, um, is a dumb, dumb bitch, and goes, stop hitting him! And she stops, and she gives uh, Daniel, she stops Daniel from hitting him, and gives Efren a hug. And I'm like, oh, cool, you bitch, because now he's still going to be killed, and now so will you. All you did there was give him a hug so you can die. You died to give him a hug. He still is going to get killed. You could have found, like, oh, I have to potty. I have to leave. The, and then, then you excuse yourself some way like that. You don't go, no, 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 you're going to die, you, you dumb bitch. Um, anyway, and, and immediately cut to all of them lined up outside over that bridge or that, that whatever the fuck it was, that big cliff thing. It looks like a uh, a dam. It looks like a big dam, a big goddamn. That they're all lined up, and he's about to toss them over, like they did that the guy in the last episode. Uh, and then he's like, "All right, I want you to shove him off. Come on, come on, Daniel." This is Dante. Dante's like, "Shove him off, Daniel. Shove him off." And then Daniel whips out a gun, uh, shoots JC the guard, and then tosses him over, and then shoots Dante real quick, and then he. It is a sweet scene where he he unties the girl, you know, unties Efren and all that. And then, um, did he kill Efren? I don't remember if Efren died or not. No, he didn't, right? And then, no, they're both alive. <laughs> I can't remember. My fucking mind is blank. And then he he's like, all right, I saved your lives. And he gives the girl the gun and gets on his knees. And I'm like, oh, that was really, that was a cool way. It was like a weird like, samurai thing. <laughs> like, I will die for you if you choose. It is up to you. And then she doesn't shoot him. And I was like, I realize the way I described it didn't sound that enthusiastic, but I wrote at the end, end of the episode here, my last note is, was this the best episode of Fear the Walking Dead? That's why I have that intro in the beginning, the, uh, the comic book guy. Obviously, I'm saying the best, but is this the best episode of, of Fear the Walking Dead? It has an 8.5 in IMDb right now. I'm not sure what it, how it ranks as far as the episodes go, but I have to believe it's got to be up there. I can't think of... I like the episode... It's the best whole episode because there's an episode, that scene in the first season where um, Daniel's barbershop gets lit on fire and all that shit starts to happen. That's a really fun episode and it's a really awesome scene. Actually, now that I go back and I look at the ratings, this is the highest rated episode of, of Fear the Walking Dead. So obviously I'm not alone here. But that scene where his barbershop gets caught on fire and they have to leave and it's, it's chaos and people are, it's really quick, but the whole episode itself isn't, isn't amazing. This episode is awesome front to back. There's a couple episodes last season with the, uh, the, those, those cartel guys that were fun with Nick going back and forth and, and just doing all those trades and some really exciting moments. I can't believe I just said that exciting moments, but as far as solid front to back and I love Daniel and I love Victor and this episode, this episode didn't feature anyone in the Clark family, which is a massive plus. I have to say, that's that might be why it's the best episode so far. It didn't feature any of the main characters that are in the Clark family. Um, I, I did miss Nick. I do like Nick, but I, I, I let, and I don't mind Alicia, but I don't need her. And Madison, I'm I'm fine. I just kind of want to write write her off. I'm kind of done with her. Anyway, 
solid episode. Um, good job, guys. Good job, whoever made this. Um, director Alex Garcia Lopez. Oh, man, good job. No, seriously, it was a good job. I really did appreciate it. Um, yeah, uh, that's it, guys. Go to youtube.com slash loitering in wonderland and liwstudios.com. Share it with a friend. Get people to subscribe to the YouTube page. Shitty Movie Showdown's on there. We watch shitty movies. And then also we watch Nick Cage movies, or I watch Nick Cage movies, and then make fun of them because Nick Cage is a glorious, glorious, confusing, and amazing actor, and it's very confusing sexually for me. Um, not so much for him. I'm sure he's not into me. I mean, if you are, send me a message at lordyonewonderland at gmail.com. I'll gladly hit you up, Nick. Uh, where was, what were we doing? Um, until next time, and in the meantime, I'm a sexually confused Phoenix West. So long, Nick Cage. I mean, citizens. <laughs>